connecting to the AOC Podcast Network. Enjoy your stay. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Another one here, Ed. It's been a bit. It's been a while. Not for our listeners. They've been listening. <laughs> they don't miss a week no matter what, but it's been a while. Yes. It's good to well, be back. Hopefully you like the uh, five or so, I mean, 275 or so episodes. Yeah, I think by now we're on 300. Let's say three, we're on 300. Definitely at least 300. Yeah. Uh, had but, a hard, hard drive crash where I lost in the first two minutes. So you're not going to find it. No history, but this is show number 300. Well, we hope you uh, enjoy it, and we hope it brings you uh, some new insights. I believe today we're going to focus mainly on the discussion that has surrounded the most recent tragedy of gun violence here in our country, in Florida, at the Mary Douglas High School, I believe. Uh, Stoneman. Stoneman, that's it. Uh, And, well, 17 kids lost their lives, as well as uh, quite a few folks injured, and... Since then, as often happens in the wake of these tragedies, uh, uh, folks have rallied to uh, bring sensible or maybe, uh, in your mind, nonsensible uh, gun legislation to the fore and uh, discuss it. And also, there's been a lot of uh, ripples where people are talking about all sorts of other things that uh, may or may not have anything to do with the issue. Wow, you're right. And what I what I I want to start with my opinion of what what we're doing is having a conversation about the wrong thing, but we're having a real conversation. This this particular response to mass murder looks like it has more legs than the last mass murder, which was not in a school, by the way. Um, and so now we're at least talking more than we used to talk, and maybe with some energy we can keep talking. But I think we need to get the conversation into a more real place that it's not. Yes, no, hot, cold. It's mental health and nothing else. It's available guns and nothing else. Yes. The only solution that, the only solution that. And we've got to also remember this is way more than a problem with kids getting shot. It's about mass groups of people in churches and in concerts and in nightclubs and on the street getting shot. So let's not have the wrong conversation. We're having one, and that's better than we used to do. But let's talk about what is really important, like how are we going to fix the energy level that's permeated at our society that it's now the solution to an American is to lash out. Yes. That's got to be the difference. Where the guns are counts, but it's attitude now. And and it's, what do, how do we, how do we even talk about that? Is that the real conversation? I think probably one place to uh, begin would be uh, to, to say to the folks that are gun owners, I, I, I include myself in that, and in Louisiana, I don't have to report that I have a shotgun, but I'm telling you that I do. Bought it in the in the back alley of the old AOC building, actually. Uh, I bet I know who you bought it you, from, you too, but yeah, yes, that's a different story. But, uh, but the, the point is not to take your guns. And if you look at, uh, <laughs> if you look at Australia... Uh, and and what happened there, you know, which is often brought up uh, after these tragedies, uh, it, it was it was not that there was a gun amnesty. You could come and bring in your guns uh, and and melt them down if you wanted. But what basically happened, uh, and let me say that gun ownership has returned to the levels uh, from 1996 when they enacted uh, state to state different differing, but you know, substantive gun legislation uh, that. These, 
the folks that the, you listening, unless you're actually using your gun to commit crimes, you can go, go commit crimes. But if you're using your gun to commit a crime, then jump through the hoops that are required of you and pay the you know little bit of money and go get your gun registered and then don't actually use it. Just threaten somebody with it and keep it you know from going off and you're good. I, I mean, the the whole thing is you. If you're actually using it in the commission of a crime, is that the person that that you want to help? Because I don't see sensible gun legislation hurting uh, uh, gun owners if we're in the U.S. Because you got to look at like public sentiment. Sixty-five percent in 2013. Uh, There's a Gallup poll. Uh, do not want pistols illegal. They won't be. This is not making them illegal. This is becoming a little bit more of a hoop to jump through in the same way you drive a car. You can't just drive a car. If the founders were alive today, maybe you could. <laughs> you, you know? the, the, uh, the argument that any of this is about taking your gun, it's one of the many misdirections, false equivalencies or whatever. It, it's it, the same it, as it, saying that providing for old folks who don't have enough money to get month to month without being on the street – is communism? It's not communism. Yeah, well, that, yeah, it's, yeah, that's a good comparison. You got to get past that that line of defense that I have to keep this gun because if I don't, they will take it because that's their whole motive. And I actually heard Rich Limbaugh say today that these these crisis actors that have gotten into Florida are doing this strictly to set up taking away your guns. They don't want anything else. They don't want safety. They don't care about your life. These kids are faking it. They're being paid and scripted strictly to get to a position to take away all your guns, at which time, of course, I don't know what happens. It's just too crazy to talk about. If you really think that's the motive and that's what happened... But I don't know that people do. I think I think people just want to have their world simplified and having that arch bogeyman to fear. Well, well certainly. That's why it works. Yeah. And you need somebody to protect you. And who's going to protect you? But, I mean, reason. Reason would protect you if you would. Well, that's the whole thing we were talking about out in the hall. We've lost reason. We've got – we are discussing – you and I are discussing people who have reached the level of a toddler – who has lost his ever-loving mind, and, and I, I've raised kids, and i got grandkids, and they reach a point where the sweetest person in the whole world absolutely loses it, and they can't be reasoned with. They, yeah, they can't even focus their eyes. And we've reached a psychological point where people now, are, are they're taking that, that status. They can't be... That you can't show them reality. You show them an alligator, and they can tell you that's a duck. Lose an arm to the dead gum thing, and say that's a dead gum tough duck that took my arm. <laughs> you can't. You, there's there's something wrong there, uh, and it's big. It's a big deal. I, I think though that this is not uh, sequestered to one so-called side of the aisle, though, because oh no, uh, we're all nuts. But it, yes, uh, in yeah. this regard, uh, it it is more of uh, a right issue. Uh, but there are other ways I think that uh, folks on the left can become equally as uh, obstreperous and, and uh, oblivious to uh, uh, other arguments. And I think all of this relates to something we talk about on the show probably every show for, for a little bit, which is social media and folks getting into these argue, so-called arguments. They're not arguments. <laughs> getting into these text threads and getting angry in front of your screen alone and – 
and wanting to show what you know, wanting to show that, well, I know this and I know that and I'm going to type it. And then you type it <laughs> and then you read it again. And then somebody else posts and you cursorily glance <clears throat> enough to respond. And it's not real. But people are so engaged in this so often that it becomes the norm. Well, that's part of the danger. It reinforces the existing prejudices we already have. And you, it's all. And we've been down that. We discussed that too. The whole idea that you're um, researching something on Google. No, you've yeah, you're, no. you're, looking you're looking at the menu Google gave you. Yes. yes and yes. you think you're researching, but you're not. And it's and confirmation so bias. You're like, oh, I think I heard this. Let me look this up. Oh, here's a link that seems to say that. Let me post that's that. That's absolutely how we roll. Our side and their side. There's no yes. question that nobody's listening anymore. And uh, I would argue that the other side, the other side is arguing. To win. They, we want to win. We have to win. I would argue that our side may be naive. Maybe I'm wishing everybody thought like I do. But I think our side is wishing more like, let's have a society that can fulfill its potential instead of winning and losing. Let's just develop a society that can fulfill its potential, which means you don't have to be afraid and you don't have to arm teachers. You don't have stupid conversations about building walls. Yeah, you, 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 we have, a, we could have a society, you know, like they have books about these. I read that they have societies at work where people work together and help each other. And some of them are slackers and you have to carry them <laughs> because a certain percentage are going to slack and a certain percentage are going to have too much. But we don't have to go to win, win or else. And I think the other side is playing win or else. And our side is playing, let's just build a society here. Am I wrong? Uh, you're not right. Uh, no, no. <laughs> well, no, you're actually very, in my mind, you're very close to, what, to the way I perceive it. But I, I don't want to uh, fall into that dialectic of sides because right now I think <laughs> I'm all about the sides. I, I know. I know. I, I I'm know. all about the sides. No. And, and I'm into <laughs> it, uh, for rhetoric's sake, uh, to a degree, but I think that, uh, right now, especially with something like the gun issue, it can very easily become, uh, essentially, uh, m- without meaning to it, very, very, uh, it, with a very nice bent, uh, maligning or for the so-called right appearing to malign and calling, you know, you know saying basically that you don't want to protect the kids because we do by virtue mm-hmm. of our wanting to, you know, enact these changes and you by virtue of not wanting to enact these changes tacitly do not want to. Well, that's that whole and that's not true. either or argument we're yes. having. Everything is exclusionary or oppositional by default and that part of the reason we're not discussing anymore. Well, and that's where I, I get frustrated uh, as I've grown older and become less willing to engage in that dialectic uh, because then no matter what issue comes up, uh, I can't satisfy I- anyone right? because I reject the very notion that, that the argument is as it is framed. Uh, by the media, because as you know, I mean, the media would rather us angry and and watching and have our eyes glued so they can sell our eyes <laughs> sure. to McDonald's, you know, so that we're when you're angry, you, you're just going to go grab a bite. You're not going to cook at home. You're angry. Well, where we are right now, I think, relative to how the media is playing the current conversation about gun violence, 
uh, they're following their formula. They, first, you, first you get the crisis actors coming out of the school, which is really excellent placement by Hollywood, I must say. Yes, yes, and, it, and it's then, great that they were able to, uh, you know, be born into that role and live in that community, live in those communities. Yeah, well, it's, it takes a lot of planning, and the Democrats, if we know anything, are super organized and can <laughs> plan something like that. Yes, yes. But then, then once you've got those guys in the game and they pull the whole stunt off, I had a train of thought, and I forgot. <laughs> this has happened every episode at ten minutes in. Half what time is it? That is, yeah, it's twelve minutes. There you go. Yeah, so we're uh, right. on to the same topic that we were talking about before, except I'm swiveling in my chair. I hope that that doesn't cause your ears to move. But uh, I, I think that it all comes down to it being able to engage with folks who. I mean, this is one another thing we talk about a lot on the show. But being able to engage with folks who are gonna tick you off and going to get too upset relative to their proximity to the issue at hand and being able to still be their friend. You don't, you don't even have to stay. You can walk away, but don't resort to what they might resort to. And this is not now me speaking to one side or the other. This is me speaking to you as a human and knowing that whatever side you're on, your side has a better chance of prevailing if you can remain cool. And calm. <laughs> as a as a way to make a better society, we should discuss things coolly and calmly. There should be rational back and forth. You should be able to hear the other person's argument. And I that's one of the things that I would say AOC has done for me more than anything else. Same. I can hear and I can learn way more by listening to other people than I ever thought possible. But we're not talking about people that you can do that with anymore. These are kids in the middle of a temper tantrum or dogs who've lost their bone. It, we've got to get them back to the conversational level so they can even approach uh, give and take of ideas. They can't consume any new information that, that that's part of the battle. Any new information that challenges their position reaffirms their position even harder. So well, we, yeah, we've got I mean, to get them out of that. Yeah, the anchor fallacy. I mean, they're, they're, they're so stuck. Uh, and, and in this case, I am talking about uh, – much of the right in the country today. I mean, I mean, left people get stuck in their own ideas, but right now the right is, you know, both the the power structure and a lot of the, their parrots here at home, uh, you know, in the great fifty states. Man, they're just they are they are so stuck in this willingness to be ignorant uh, because ignorance brings security. Precisely. I'm satisfying my fear. Yes. If yes. I, stay, and, and I stay unaware of the facts, I don't have to be afraid. But that's like being afraid of flying instead of being afraid of driving. You know, it's, it's, it's nice because it's, it seems it's like... It's completely factual to but these it, but people, it, though. It, yes. It's completely factual to them. And so that's why the, the idea that we're going to go through this through the normal process of rhetoric and discussion and mutual agreement and compromise is out the window. We're not playing in that... Those, the old rules are no longer applying. We've got to find another way to get people on board with the com- commonality of all of us are on this boat, and they're, they're shooting gun sh- guns at the, at the bottom and, and <laughs> throwing the oars overboard and everything else, trying to preserve this fear of the boogeyman. The sea monster's coming, so we've got to throw away the oars. Well, or some uh, stupid analogy. You can help me out of that. I think you're, <clears throat> I think you're close, uh, but I think the answer for for uh, uh, those who would like to see substantive change is actually uh, to just continue to plug along and to ignore, to, to truly use that ignorance for good and just ignore 
the loud and lunatic because their day has come and it is right now. Now is the height of their power. And at the end of this year, we're going to start seeing that high water mark because the water is going to recede and the, the you know, I'm sorry, the feckless Democrats uh, are going to mm-hmm. win some seats back. They'll, you know, take back one of the chambers, if not both. Uh, and, and boy, that is not due to any sort of merit on their part. That's just due to how poorly the Republicans have managed this victory. Uh, that is, you know, Trump. I mean, it, it, Lord have mercy. The, the man is just I, – I just keep thinking about if Obama had a child or stepchild who was underwater by a billion dollars on a lease of a building called 666 Fifth <laughs> Avenue. <laughs> That's, there's so many more legitimate things to worry about than the fact that the devil owns their soul. That's pretty clear. <laughs> you know, if it's not Satan, the literal Satan, yes. yeah, it's the next best actor we have on earth here, Mr. Putin. Uh, <laughs> but the fact that, that people with no security clearance are, is in the White House at the highest levels, and lots of them, apparently not just the in-laws and the, the daughter, but a lot of them with no security clearance. And it was suggested, I think maybe even the president said, well, they don't really need security clearance to do their jobs. It's like <laughs> running the... Yeah. We just running the president's the wor- daily briefing. Yeah. I'm going to run the world, but I don't need any knowledge. I'll just go ahead and wing it. And and, and <laughs> the people that support that are like, well, uh, that's at least Hillary would uh, have done something Emails. worse. And, yeah. Or whatever. I I just don't understand it, and that goes back to why I think we we're, we're talking to people that can't be reached. They, the sounds that come out of that side are so perverse. I, it's, it's like talking to that screaming kid. They, they, you're talking too loud. You're too crazy. And <laughs> so how do you? What do we do? How do we? How do we have a conversation? You and I have a struggle filling thirty minutes, and we're on the same topic. How do we get those rabid <laughs> other types and? Uh, you occasionally banter with them on Facebook, and they go nuts instantly. There's no. Yeah, well, uh, I've, I've tried to stop the Facebook thing, but yeah, it's true. Every now and then, I'll, I'll post something, and I, I've gotten pretty good at bringing it to a median, and I don't mean a you know a, a centrist point, but more of a compromisory point. But I think that uh, at the end of the day, it, it really just comes back to letting things happen as they will and realizing that for all the passion that you might have about an issue, uh, beyond real, physical, simple steps like going to your uh, local representatives' offices and letting them know how you feel uh, and turning up when there are you know actual actions in the street and being a body uh, and you know voting. Uh, for for how 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 uh, useless it feels, uh, you know, continuing to vote in the face of you know our perpetual disenfranch- disenfranchisement. Uh, that that's it. We, we got to stop war. We we cannot let this put us into an early grave. Because if you look at the OECD countries, we're dying the fastest. Oh yeah, and we're taking every step we can to end the Great American Run at the top. <laughs> but I. I take somewhat of an issue, and I hate to say this, but I don't know for sure that dealing with your congressman has any real value. No, it doesn't. It, the, it, it doesn't. Uh, but, but it the, feels. But it's it's something that if you have passion, that is the closest that you're going to get. Besides real street action. Well, that was my question. I'm leading up to 
it's marches. You. you do some marches, but is it time to start discussing a, a, a literal strike? Not just Saturday in the park, get some chicken legs and a margarita and walk down the street. We're talking about no, not going back to school for a year. We're taking off. Well, we what, are no you know, longer participating in the game till we get some positive action. As it happens today, the 22nd of February, there is a strike in West Virginia. The teachers uh, in West Virginia, school is completely canceled throughout the state, and they've all gone to the Capitol. This is not about gun violence. This is about compensation. <laughs> Other stupid things that teachers are expected. <laughs> yes, <clears throat> yes. Yeah, they want to be paid more to uh, deal with gun, gun Well, they got to buy the guns. That's part of the deal. <laughs> Teachers right. got to have a gun. They got to buy their own gun. They're going to want to get paid more. That's going to be a problem. How can we make them buy guns without giving them any more money to buy their guns? <laughs> yeah, they got to buy it out of them. We're laughing. That's how it goes. Well, that's true. If <laughs> anyone that knows goes. a teacher knows that yeah. they spend their own money on to pencils and paper. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every teacher does that, and if they don't, they're, no, they're few and far between. Even the bad <laughs> teachers do that. That's right. Yeah, but then let's let's kind of switch from the discussion about the discussion to uh, the legitimacy of the argument that it's a mental health, yes, no, or it's guns, yes, no. Well, in in that regard, and, I I called into Ian's show, uh, who does a show on on AOC's TV part, uh, one twenty four East Main. Uh, toward the end of his show, he was discussing this issue. Uh, and what I said there was that I see the same sort of lip service in the wake of these tragedies, uh, to use the same phrase I keep using, uh, that is paid to g- uh, gun reform, gun rights reform. Uh, that it's, it's also paid to uh, mental health reform, and, and it has the same chance of happening, which is null. You know that nothing's going to happen, and it's that's, see that's why uh, that's why I think we have a chance now because this conversation's got to me more energy. Yes, it's got a more diverse base. These kids haven't been beaten to death, and they're not as blunt to that's the way it is as the rest of us. I think we have legs, and this might go farther. My fear is it's going to go farther in the wrong direction, and we're going to end up with uh, outlandishly absurd gun uh, rules that are that are overly cumbersome uh, and incredibly bureaucratic to administer. And at the same time, we're going to go turning schools into military protection zones, and we're going to forget nightclubs and concerts and uh, churches and everything else. We are reacting to the wrong problem with the wrong fix. Yes. And the the, the problem is, is in the drinking water, we're all pissed off. The availability of guns makes it easy to act out, and the lack of alternative ways to lash out uh, leads to people doing things that you would say, well, that's mentally ill. But I don't think it's mentally ill like schizophrenia or other kinds of mental illness. And I've read a few articles that say that losing your mind over anger and, and anger control may or may not be a mental illness, but it doesn't fit the textbook definition of what mental illness is the hmm. mental people that are mentally ill are depressed withdrawn uh, and sometimes they lash out but they the, these killers the, the mass murderers are not all by any means textbook mentally ill hmm. they do things that you well that's crazy well, yeah. it's crazy all right but <laughs> and academic mentally ill is not the same thing as is drooling stupid or whatever you know but not to parse the words too much but the uh middle middle uh, a way to ventilate your your anger 
or a way to get people to understand what they're angry about and then addressing what they're angry about. Because right now they're angry about nothing. I'm angry because people I've never seen are taking stuff I never had in the first place. And they're killing me over here while I'm working all day. Not so much. Uh, we, we got to get the truth to them so that if they're going to be angry, then we can address their anger on legitimate terms. Yeah, that, that's where uh, in the short term, at least for the next decade, I am not optimistic in the least for the U.S. because th- there is no reason for these media structures that we just get all of our marching orders and emotions from uh, to – reform their practices, which are to make us afraid of things that we shouldn't be afraid of. Uh, It's called baseline neglect. So if you are afraid of a school shooting happening, then you are afraid of something that is almost certainly never going to happen to you. It does happen. Sure, it happens often. It happens too often. But in a country with 300 million people, the things that we are focusing on uh, uh, as far as the news media, are the things that are least likely to happen. They're the crazy things, the the, the nutty things that you sure. see in movies. But that, you know, you, you go out and try to find somebody the rest of the day who was involved in any of these different, you know, forms of uh, terrorist I- exchanges, y- you won't because it's a very unlikely thing to happen. But, of course, we're scared of it because it's scary. What would be nice is if the media told us things that we should be scared of, but that they're not <laughs> sexy things yeah. because it's mostly yeah, corruption. Corruption and, and propaganda. And, yes, and waste uh, and plastic in the ocean. <laughs> a lot of We could have a whole conversation about what we're doing to our environment and aggressively embracing the idea that, well, it's okay because there's money in oil and we can go ahead and rape them. And, uh, who cares what we pour in the drinking water? That's for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm a little peeved about some of those kind of regulations as well. But uh, this whole idea that, that uh, uh, we've got to break this conversation down into guns, yes, no. Yeah. And then mental illness, yes, no. Yeah. When the, the, the real correction is some of everything and something we're not talking about, which is why we spend so much time railing on the evils of our own society. Uh, why do, how, do, how do the voices that are so loud and so angry and so whiny and so bellicose, how do they get away with it that they can't be overwhelmed by, and I don't want to compare it to him because I didn't like him either, but messages of hope like Billy Graham. (laughs) He was full of shit, but he at least was uplifting full of shit, and he didn't tell people to go kill each other unless you were gay, then it was okay to kill (laughs) But you know what I'm saying. I do. do. We need a happy message, and and, and that happy message has to be, and it's not going to come from the president. He says he... The, the social mental zeitgeist that we live under right now. And he's got us in a battle first, piss on the other guy, <laughs> blame somebody, be afraid kind of mindset. That, uh, that's where I think uh, rather than a happy message, what we really need, not that we don't have enough of them already in the U.S., is a sexy message. And I think survival is innately sexy. That's the whole point. You're surviving so you can have sex and pass on your genes. And what is better for survival, if not a great grasp of reason and philosophy. That is how you survive when the fool riding the bike or walking along <laughs> with his headphones on That's the theory survive. of evolution at work right there. You, you are assuming that we are going to continue to evolve as well, we, we have done a pretty good job. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's admit that, that 
we're doing okay. We're walking upright. We don't have any fins or anything. We're more or less cutting back I want on a fin. You know, yeah. So the evolution tends to work. And you're saying that we will weather this storm. That is a great way to, anyway. that is super scientific. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. Evolution tends to work. That, that's the funny thing is that a lot of folks think evolution leads to the most perfect species. And we're there now. Yeah. We're, Just lead. We're, it got us here. We're perfect now. This is it. <laughs> Done deal. No more. Stop. Yeah. Everything's going to be fine. And in fact, your nostrils are expanding two centimeters a month so they can take in fresh air. Yeah. (laughs) You don't need to see past 18 inches from your screen. So your eyes are now worthless to you. You can only hear if it's piped into your head. What the hell? Society is going to be great. Oh yeah. Okay. How many long have we been doing? We're at 28, 28 minutes. Well, that's about time. If we had outro music, we'd start playing it. Right. (laughs) I guess we don't need to wrap this up. It's just a good place to leave it on the table. We'll be back. (laughs) Well, the table, the table is this, that if we're going to have a conversation, uh, two things we need to realize is that half the people at the table are not uh, giving and taking information the way you are. And you are you are on half the table yourself, if you know what I mean. Everybody's got to come to the table with a different agenda to share the information. And then let's talk about the right thing, because we're not. Yeah. We're not having the right conversation. Yeah, uh, and, and that's and that's where I would just uh, uh, use Carlin's line to, to end it, which is, you know, uh, imagine – how stupid the average person is and then realize that 50% of people are stupider than that. And, <laughs> and there you go. And, and, uh, and once equipped with that knowledge, uh, treat the stupid people nicely and with patience that because be... the stupid people will get exasperated, exhausted, and then you can slip in some quiet wisdom that maybe will stick, maybe it won't, but it'll make you feel better to well, be uh, in control how, of your emotions. That's how ultimately win. If everybody treated everybody else... That, well, I was about to say something kind of naive. Sorry. <laughs> no, but but no. Hey, naivete. Uh, just be kind. It's just as easy as being a dick. It really is. <laughs> I have lived a long time, and I've been both. It's just as easy to be nice as it is to be a butthole. L- l- let me put it uh, for the uh, listeners one way that might be more useful, which is be kind because then when you're a dick, people notice. If you're kind all yeah, you the got time. Impi- you got some impact. That's it. Yeah. Being a dick. Then they go, whoa. As opposed to, there's Ed being dick. <laughs> Maybe that's what I need to do. Oh, I'm going to soften up my coarse exterior so people don't believe me when I get coarse. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, this was fun, and uh, we'll see y'all folks real soon. Deal. Views and opinions expressed on this or any program on AOC Podcast Network do not reflect the views and opinions of Lafayette Consolidated Government, Cox Communications, LUS Fiber, AOC Community Media, its board of directors, or its staff. To learn more about becoming a community media producer, visit us on the web at aocinc.org.